0: You're listening to the FlavorFest Urban Leadership Podcast with Tommy Colonin, a proud member of the Dunham Audio Network. Welcome to the FlavorFest Urban Leadership Podcast, where we talk to innovative artists, creative pastors, church planners, entrepreneurs, and people creating movements. Our goal is to inspire and equip you in ministry, music, and the marketplace. I'm your host, Tommy Urban D. Colonin. family what's up welcome to episode 26 of the leadership podcast glad you guys are checking it out today i am really really excited about this artist today entrepreneur um, creative all things that is going to be with us today i've been trying to get him on the podcast for a minute he's super busy uh this guy has a uh thriving youtube channel he's really kind of become like a youtuber now he's becoming even more known for that and so who do we have today we got my guy Ruslan yeah Ruslan who is also uh was part of um the breaks Dream Junkies he's gonna tell you a bunch of other groups that he was part of as well that I didn't even know about on this interview but man we're really excited to have him at Flavor Fest 2021 he's gonna be doing a workshop for artists and entrepreneurs Uh, He's also going to be doing some brand new music. He's going to share about his new record that he has coming out. So all that to say, guys, listen, if you have not heard, Flavor Fest is going down. And by the time we're releasing this podcast, it is less than a month away. But there's still room for you. Uh, Not room to perform, artists. We love you. Um, But all the slots are full. They've been full since 2020. They Really, they were. And we had everybody chosen, and then the pandemic hit. We had to cancel it or postpone it. And all those people are the people that are just got moved up to perform in 2021. But artist, there is an artist workshop track that is going to be amazing. The guy that you're going to hear about uh, today, and he's going to share a little bit about what he's going to be talking about in the workshop track. So listen, if you're an artist, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a pastor, if you're a church planner, if you uh, are a nonprofit leader, if you're a leader at your church and you serve, like, Flavor Fest is for you. You don't want to miss this leadership conference, and you can go to FlavorFest.org, find out the details of the different workshop tracks and the speakers, and then, of course, the music festivals. That's Friday night and Saturday night. I mean, it is like, really, for the rest of 2021, it's one of the only things going on, so you don't want to miss it. Uh, we got an incredible lineup of artists, uh, plus we got the battle, of the elements. Go to FlavorFest.org, you'll see everything that I'm talking about. Lastly, before we jump in today, um, some of you guys, you might be new to the podcast. I encourage you guys, if you're watching this on YouTube, um, subscribe to the channel. Uh, if you're listening to this on a podcast platform, didn't know it's on YouTube. Yeah, it's uh Urban D813. It's on my channel. And uh, the Ruslan today, he's going to be even showing some stuff that he does with his different cameras and stuff. So you, you might want to go watch it on YouTube. Uh, and if you're watching it, uh, listening to it on a podcast platform, if you could go ahead and like it, rate it, share it with some people. Um, our mission is, man, we want to inspire and equip leaders in music, ministry, and the marketplace. That's what we're about here at Flavor Fest. And so, hey, without further ado, we're going to dive right into my interview with Ruslan. Ruslan, what's up, man? It's good to have you on, brother. Glad
1: to be here, brother. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Yeah, man. Hey, it's been great to to build with you over the years. We've done stuff together in Cali, uh, in Pennsylvania a couple years ago. You've been down here to Florida. And man, watch. it's been amazing to watch your journey and watch you grow. And really, man, to like pick up new skills. So I wanna dive right into it because I mean, of course, a lot of people even on, on Flavor Fest Podcast know you as, you know, a rapper, but now it seems like more and more people they're knowing you as a YouTuber. And Mm -hmm. as a speaker and somebody that's you know commentating on a lot of different things, so I want to dive right into it and just man, talk to us a little bit about that journey of finding your YouTube voice.
1: That's a it's a long journey, my brother. (laughs) Uh, I had a conversation with a mutual acquaintance of ours in two thousand five, two thousand six. from a band called fourth Avenue Jones, who uh, you guys hosted, Ahmad, uh, uh, and a mod is back someone in the that, day <laughs> yeah, back in the day, no pun intended. I would, uh, I, I had the privilege of, um, just having a, a friendship with him. And mm-hmm. I remember we were having this conversation. I don't remember what the conversation was about the context of the conversation. I don't remember anything specifically about it, but I remember I was in college and he was. I think they had just transitioned to goatee records and I I don't remember what the particulars were to be to be completely honest with you. But I remember we had this conversation in the Ralph's parking lot right across the street from Cal State San Marcos. So we were talking and he told me something and he said, man, you aren't just a rapper.
0: Hmm.
1: He said, I don't know if rapping is a spiritual gift. (laughs) (laughs) He said, you are a communicator and there's multiple ways you can express being a communicator and rapping is one of the, those ways um you you can you can communicate through leading a bible study you can communicate through teaching a message you can mm-hmm. communicate through production you can communicate through visual art so that very early on in my process man set the precedent first of all just shout out to him for talking to a you know a kid in his early 20s like i had <laughs> No no real value to offer to him. He was just yeah. just kind of mentoring me just cuz, you know, and his heart was always in the right place. Yeah, he was so,
0: a cool dude. What was your response to that?
1: I it was just like, you know, that 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 emoji, the uh the brain explode emoji. It was yeah. that. Like, wow, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and so the the pro of that is that I took that to heart and I kept rolling with it. So whenever there'd be new things, new opportunities, new outlets, I would I wouldn't limit myself. So I then dove into the San Diego slam and spoken word scene from 2005 to I think 2007 2008. I was on the slam team um, with guys like Rudy Francisco who's like one of the top poets in, in in the world right now. Probably one of my favorite poets Aunt black who's uh, a professor mm. with his PhD. So I would always whenever an opportunity presented itself. I didn't close myself off because oh I'm just the rapper. Um, and so that kind of parlayed into learning more about business and entrepreneurship and running a boutique label and jumping into video editing and Mm -hmm. mixing in production and all all these different things. I would dabble into these different things because I didn't see limits and parameters because that word that was said to me way back then was I'm a communicator. You're a communicator, bro. And so that really stuck with me, bro. I think I even said it in a rap. We had a break song called, um, we had a a break song called for what and this you know i'm a communicator motivational speaker innovative like that like that came in came out and so that's the pro of that the con of that is because i've done multiple things i've never really stopped to just focus on one thing Mm -hmm. so with youtube i had been dabbling in youtube since 2015 i did my first vlog called my days a full-time rapper in 2015 casey neistat style And the challenge was I kept doing a lot of other things, which I was okay at. I wasn't great at them. And right around the time the pandemic started, right around the time uh, my wife got pregnant with our new baby. Uh, We we have a five-month-old named Zoe Grace. I felt this 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 unction from the holy spirit to just be like bro you you need to just focus on one thing for a season Mm -hmm. you've never really focused on one thing for a season you've always done multiple things and always juggled and Mm -hmm. things would still be successful but a lot of times it's at the expense of my own autonomous success i would be successful with the dream junkies i'd be successful with king's dream putting out other artists and and people behind the scenes would know, but it was never like, okay, what can I actually contribute? I'll drop an album and not promote it, and, and promote one of my artists instead, right? Mm-hmm. I'll start a vlog and not promote it, and go book a tour and and route a whole tour and plan out a whole thing, right? And so this was the first time in my life, honestly, you know, at 35 years old in 2020, where I said I'm just gonna focus on YouTube for a season and see what what happens, mm-hmm. and. It was hard and it was challenging because I still love music. And so since then, you know, we're, I think we grew by 60,000 subscribers this year alone. So wow. it's, 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 what is it? September we got, uh, at the top of the year, I was at like 40,000. So that was a pretty good growth. And and now Bro, after you're right the there.
0: Year, you're at 99,000. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. I feel like I'm 99.3 <laughs> right or something.
1: <laughs> right. Right. Lo- the Lord's going to be like, ah, I know you're not going to find your value in these vanity metrics. I'm gonna have you teeter right there. Uh, so, <laughs> so, Now there's a release to put out some new music and that I'm very excited about, but it's such a different muscle man. Like I'm so meticulous about music and art. It's still very difficult to just Mm -hmm. like create. And I noticed that guys that, that have high output usually have teams and that's what I'm trying to work through. I can't do the production and the mixing and the mastering and the writing. It's just it's just too many hats for me to wear when I have so many other things I'm doing. Yeah. And so that's what I'm trying to flesh out is like what kind of systems on this. This is the first album in years where I didn't mix the whole thing. There's two songs that uh, I'm in mixed and we're trying to give everything over. to i in who's in my opinion, the best engineer in San Diego. Um, so going to his studio not recording myself and all that. So trying to scale it out. So to answer your question. That seed was planted by, you know, one of my favorite rappers yes. early on and it kind of took 15 years to, to, to take root a pandemic, having a, new, a baby on the way, knowing that, you know, if I want to get to where I want to get to career wise, I got to kind of just dial it in. And then once I'm in a position where I'm comfortable and I'm stable, then go back and start helping pull other people up. It's very difficult to pull people up mm-hmm. when you yourself aren't fully established and stable.
0: Yeah, so you, you kind of mentioned like you did it all yourself and now you're building the team. But when it comes to YouTube, uh, at least from where I'm sitting in some of the conversations we had, like like you pretty much run everything yourself, right? Like yeah. So how do you juggle all that? I know you got like the multiple cameras and you're yeah. like switching everything and you're great at it. Like you've, yeah. it, you've like mastered the one-man you. band YouTube show.
1: <laughs> I think people don't, quite understand the role of technology in our lives. Yeah. Technology is supposed to make things easier.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Technology is supposed to allow flexibility. So let's just let's just stop thinking about YouTube for a second, but let's think about the Kanye Donda album, right? Um, traditionally, he would have to go fly into Hawaii. He'd have to go fly into, you know, somewhere and, and they would have to show up with crates of stuff or they'd have to go rent out a studio for months. Mm-hmm. I mean, now this man did uh, a listening party at a stadium in Atlanta, he's from Atlanta, and just for whatever reason, impulsively felt like he wanted to stay there and built a stadium and a locker room with really a couple computers, an interface, a couple microphones, mm-hmm. you know, and like finished an album out of a stadium. Yeah, Technology is supposed to allow us to do stuff like that. Yeah where with the days when you and me grew up making music that was not possible you can just pull up to a stadium pull up in a locker room make an album right so i think it, right before our very eyes the way we make music is changing and i think me, videos is next yeah. i think we're about to go from a place of man i gotta i gotta do a b and c and all this fancy stuff and now it's gonna go to we just we you know there's going to be a live music video that's going to come out. And I don't mean live as in a concert. I mean like an actual live video with camera cuts in a one take type of situation. Mm -hmm. I think like, we're going to see stuff like that happen and streaming live to YouTube with the Q and a afterward. Like, I think the, the, this, this this entire thing is going to get flipped on its head. And it's because technology is getting easier and getting cheaper. When I first started, I borrowed my church's old video switcher. That was a $5,000 video switcher that I bought when I was on staff there, they had mm-hmm. upgraded to a four K one. So I snagged it. Um, then the second video switcher I bought was the, the same version of that without the audio inputs. And it was like a thousand dollars or like, yeah. and then I bought another one it was like $1,500 with three inputs. That one had audio and inputs so A rolling. And now I have a a 10 mini, which is a $300 yeah. video switcher.
0: Everything just you know? keeps.
1: Yeah. Every, everything. Everything, everything getting better getting yeah. better getting cheaper mm-hmm. i have a road uh, uh roadcaster pro which has amazing preamp compression right just to, like a really good machine so i think the cost of things is getting cheaper so that's going to push the output and the innovation yeah to get even better and i i, I don't know if because i'm a naturally a gearhead like i'm naturally yeah. into What's the latest thing? What's what? Oh, if I make an incremental investment here, it'll make this a little better. Mm-hmm. And in and space and, and not needing as, as a big of a video switcher, as big cameras, yeah. right? So I'm on a, I'm on a, uh, this is an SL3. This is a, I think I'm about to buy a fourth version of this camera. This is a $500, $550 camera used, right? Same same thing here, $500. I think mm-hmm. f- maybe it got this one for 450 on eBay. Right with a Nifty Fifty with a hundred dollar lens. This is this camera and this lens is basically going to be my mobile setup. So you got to you got to watch this
0: on YouTube to all the people listening right now because he's switching cameras and stuff. Switching cameras, yeah. And then this is my main camera, which
1: which is a a nicer camera. This is an EOS R. Yeah. With a Sigma twenty four millimeter. So I say all that to say, once the price of stuff comes down, Mm -hmm. then um, it's easier. So we're going to Florida next week to hang out with uh, the Valuetainment guys, my buddy Adam um, over there and, and and Patrick, but David and we're literally bringing our own mobile setup and bringing all of our own stuff to pull up and do interviews at a hotel room and they're mm-hmm. going to look fire like they're yep. going to look better than most people's YouTube because we understand the tech side and we understand the lighting side. Yeah. And then the rest. I mean, from there, it's a, it's a no brainer. It's it's game over. So that that is how I kind of started dabbling with 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 the the YouTube stuff. And so, yeah, so so to answer your question, if people understand the tech side, then they could autopilot everything. And and I could even make I could even set the video switcher where auto cuts where say I didn't want to switch and look into a camera. I can literally mm-hmm. have it switch on auto cut. I could keep talking to you and then the cameras could keep cutting on me the way you know, what I mean, like, yeah, which is yeah. which is totally insane. How good this stuff is getting so um and and now now recently again going back to building out the team in the systems now zach is taking over the thumbnails he's my first full-time employee you, you'll meet him at what, uh, were at you doing Fest.
0: your thumbnails yeah i was doing still? the thumbnails yeah. Wow. yeah yeah i was gonna right, ask you right about that man yeah. yeah
1: so i have a template that that is in my obs so i literally just look at the camera i, I mm-hmm. preload everything inside of OBS and then it's a screen grab and it takes me no time. And now Zach's just gotten so fast with him that we're trying to, you know, make them punchier and make them better as well. Yeah. But yeah, like if I, if, if me and you had a conversation right now and Zach was doing something else for me, I can, I can get an idea, make a thumbnail and be live within 20 minutes. Yeah. You know, or even 10 minutes, like if we wrap this conversation, oh Pastor Tommy said this, 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 boom, we could just be live. And that ease of output is is huge. Yeah. The cameras don't move, they're permanently here. Everything is set up. So it's a combination of systems and teams. Build out mm-hmm. great systems, have have a build, then build out a team. Most people want to do both. So, they're trying to build a team. And the mm-hmm. tr- truth is, you don't have anything to offer a team. If you can't pay people with their worth, no. or you don't have some degree of immense clout, or and I preferably both, why would anybody want to be on your team? Right. And then, but the systems is the obvious one, right? So, if you're a rapper, if you're a YouTuber, build a system where everything gets done the same way every single time. And that's how you get your output crazy.
0: Yeah. So, technology, man, is leveling the playing field. And I love how you share um like what you've learned you even have on all your YouTube videos you you have all your equipment listed like this is what I'm using this kind of camera this switcher this machine this you know you said you being a tech head and that's helpful you know so I'm I'm trying to learn and, and take some notes as well that's good stuff man so so when you're you're doing now like sometimes multiple videos a day um yeah. where do you come up with cuz that that can be a lot of pressure of like man I got to keep how do I keep producing? Where do you come up with, you know, some of the ideas and, and then sometimes you have guests as well. So, so how do you kind of get your daily inspiration, um, to kind of keep that going?
1: I, whatever I find interesting, I, I, I cover. So if I had you on the channel, all right, I think your story is fascinating. Right. So that was content that, I think that turned into four or five videos, one hour long conversation turned into four or five videos. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I consume a lot of YouTube because I one that's kind of my thing, right? So like I'm watching a lot of yeah. other people and paying attention to what I'm watching to and what videos I finish, what videos I don't finish, what keeps me watching, so then that allows me to also react to videos because if I'm always watching videos or I'm kind of tapped into what's going on, that's, that's free content. That's easy content. Right? So like today, for example, I woke up to, these are some ideas. I'm going to throw everything I have at you. I've been wanting to do a series on Proverbs because I read a chapter of Proverbs a day. So that Mm -hmm. might be, I'm just going to start doing, Hey, this is what I read in Proverbs today, or this is today's proverb, right? Boom. Mm -hmm. So there's that, um, there was the lady in, Australia who said the new world order in the midst of mask vaccine mandates and all this insanity right so she says the new world order so i have a whole take on like hey like i think you know vaccines are good however this is exactly how you make people angry let's don't don't say stupid stuff like this right so yeah. i have a whole nuanced take on that so that's two videos uh there was a comment that came in from youtube about this idea of manhood responsibility uh, people, uh, political the socioeconomic status. And, and where's the tension in choices versus environment versus, right? Like that whole thing. So I have a whole testimonial video on my mind already. I responded to the comment. So I actually have the, the points I could cover right away. I have a mm-hmm. thumbnail for that. Zach already made the thumbnail. Wow. Uh, so that's, what is that? That we just, we just covered. Was that three, three ideas, proverbs yeah. so that you, so you're that, planning that, that ahead
0: later. in advance. You're already yeah. thinking about what am I going to do over the next couple of weeks?
1: Well, no, I'm thinking about what do I want to talk about today. Oh, we like did today. Okay. Yeah, like what's frustrating today? What's frustrating today? Yeah, that today? was to about Yeah, because a lot yeah, of your this- stuff is like current, like news right now. Right. right, because I had this high school teacher. I think my freshman year, I think I had in my freshman year, my senior year. His name was Mr. Hidalgo, and he was our history teacher. But the best part about his class was we would open every day with current events. So mm-hmm. every day we open with and that was the most interesting part because we literally grabbed the L.A. Times, the New York Times, he'd have all the newspapers yeah. and, and he'd read the stories to us and we would just spend the first 20, 30 minutes discussing that. And I always loved that because it was relevant and I always wanted to know what he thought, like who, you know, this is around the yeah. time of the Al Gore uh, Bush election. So I was always interested in, in that whole conversation and Florida playing a huge role in that, right? So yeah, I think there's I something that. about current events that people appreciate the perspective of of folks they look up to because there Mm -hmm. there is a a value to evergreen content i could do a, a video and i do you know we're going through the gospel of luke on my channel so i try to work in teaching from the bible directly from the bible but i think there's something valuable of like oh man yo there's this video that kodak black posted of him saying the sinner's prayer and seemingly getting saved on instagram i wonder what ruslan thinks about that mm. you know um, and then the last one is i read my dms and i pay attention to everything people tag me yeah. in so i'm always looking at well what are people talking about and what are they and what do they care where they want my opinion on and and it's and i'm sure it's the same way you know for you in your role pastor tommy there's mm-hmm. there are things that your church is curious about and they want to know what you think about these certain things and so the more you can infuse that and navigate that um not not in a polarizing way but in just a reasonable way that's going to make the scriptures come way more alive when you can pull something out of culture or out of current events the news and say here now we're going to talk about it so it's a it's a the strategy creates itself right it's it's a self-creation content strategy and then the next level of this which is where i would like to get to is the dave ramsey kevin samuels people call in and then we have dialogue back and Mm -hmm. forth right? That is, that is literally your audience making the content for you. And you're just there, you're just there giving your opinion yep. and you're yeah. that's the next level of, Lose. of, of, I think content creation, which, which I would, I'm hoping to get to. And I, and I do that once a week. Um, I have a video getting ready to drop on that right now. It's about, uh, Parkinson's law. Somebody asked me, they said, Hey, I was thinking about quitting my job, but then I took a month off from work and I realized I got less done while I was home from work than when I was working my full-time job. Why is that? Oh, that's Parkinson's law. What is Parkinson's law? Parkinson's law is whatever you give yourself, the allotted time, you 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 will fit what you wanna get done in an in mm-hmm. allotted time. That's so great. if we say we're gonna do this podcast in 30 minutes or we're gonna do this podcast in three hours, whatever the goal is, we're gonna fill up that time. <laughs> I wanna make a beat yeah. in 30 minutes or I wanna, or I don't have a time. And Most people don't put time limits on stuff they wanna do, right? So it's like a, such a simple productivity hat, productivity hat, I wanna finish a song in the next hour boom, if I don't, you know, I'm not going to get to get get to go here, or I'm going to be late or whatever. And most times you give yourself that. So anyway, that's a video from one of our live Q and A's where people call in and ask.
0: Yeah, well, hey, man, let me just say you are doing a great job with tackling a lot of current events, cultural events, stuff that can even be polarizing and trying to, you know, pull people to a balanced middle. And uh, I mean, I, today was just even showing one of my other staff members i'm like yeah i'm gonna be talking to ruslan today let me show you his channel and some Mm. of the stuff he's talking about and he was like oh my gosh this guy is like you know the diversity of all the different things that you cover just even on like as he was looking down the page like the last 10 to 15 videos i mean you and and you do it in a way that's very balanced uh and trying to pull people uh to a, a healthy biblical center and man, I give you props. It's not easy. At the same time, I agree with what you said because there is a lot of pastors and communicators that um, listen to this podcast, watch the, these videos that are part of kind of the Flavor Fest family network. And what you said is, you know, um, trying to, as you're communicating, how can you pull in current events and current things? And I think a lot of a lot of pastors don't always do that. They just are like, well, let me just talk about this one man how can you tie in some current things to make it sticky so for instance our church right now we're doing a a 40-day challenge called the red letter challenge and Mm. it's actually a book and so we're looking at the red letters of jesus it's kind of like five Mm. main things that that jesus talked about he talked about being forgiving uh serving giving and going those are the five main targets and we're kind of walking through that today's day 13 uh, in the devotional book as we're going through it but the first week when it you know, we first started it, we're, we're challenging people two weeks ago, like, Hey, you got to take the challenge. Um, you know, we did some promo video stuff, just goofing around where I had a crate and I'm like, come on y'all, you ready for Sunday? We're going to take the (laughs) challenge, (laughs) you know? And I came out on stage with a crate and stood on it. And I'm like, y'all ready? Bring the other crates. You know, I was just fooling around, but yeah. Everybody was talking about the crate challenge, you know, yeah. especially a couple of weeks ago when it first yeah, popped yeah, yeah. off. Yeah. And yep, we're like, man, great. we want to give you a challenge that's way greater than that. You're not going to yes. fall. You're not going to crash. This is, you know, so just even those little things like that. And we actually showed a video, like that's a highlight so video of some crate challenges of people spilling and. Put like a hip hop, you should have done, done a you
1: should have done a crate challenge. You should have put some uh, some 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 cushion on the bottom, like you're at a yeah. We, a, we a were joking park. about we,
0: the, the problem was, <laughs> Ruslan, we could only find literally, dude, in the whole building, we only found one crate and we were asking but where we were you getting these crates from? Nobody could find was... crates because everybody everybody's taking them. So we're like, listen, if you bring some more crates, we might build this up over the series, and by the end, we'll have enough to, <laughs> to do it. We might have to put a mattress on each side, but you know. So we were playing around that's but, brilliant um, yeah so we have fun man but that that's that's great man um i, I just i just but, wanted to say too i'm proud of you for like just how you become a great entrepreneur because you you work for you now you know so you have to be very yeah. disciplined but you're doing this full time each and every day so i i i just want to ask like do you think and i know it has but talk about how your upbringing and your history of even being a refugee and come to this country how did all that kind of play into that entrepreneurial mindset and creating a work ethic and building like something from nothing
1: when you don't come from this country you don't have certain things you don't have family here that can get you a job or yeah. you know get 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 you through COLLEGE OR TELL YOU THEIR EXPERIENCES RIGHT YOU DON'T YOU DON'T HAVE YOU DON'T HAVE A NETWORK YOU DON'T QUITE UNDERSTAND THE LANGUAGE AND THE CULTURE AND THOSE ARE ALL CHALLENGES BUT WHAT YOU DO HAVE IS YOU HAVE PERSPECTIVE IN TERMS OF WHAT IS POSSIBLE BECAUSE YOUR your PERSPECTIVE IT GOES whoa, WELL GOSH LIKE SOVIET RUSSIA YOU KNOW LIKE that this is substan a West flawed as it is here. This mm-hmm. is substantially better yeah. than what we had back there. and the ability to m- move up the socioeconomic ladder. Even though we don't start in the same places, obviously, right? They were all gonna have different challenges for me. I didn't know the language, I didn't know anyone here, I didn't, I didn't have a lot of network, I didn't have an alma mater that my dad went to. There's, okay, like so, yes, all yeah. those challenges, but I had a degree of perspective and understanding that, whoa, wait a second, like this is unlike anywhere else in the world. I'm watching my dad build businesses, right? Even though he left fairly early, I'm watching him build a good life for himself. Um, So there was a degree of like perspective there, man, that I don't know if I was here and I did have this like cookie cutter Family, right? It just gets me concerned about my son because I'm like, dude, this this dude is gonna be soft. Like, yeah. you gotta got it fairly, you know. Like, so now it's like, I'm trying to get him to solve his own problems because he's like, Dad, carry my my Beyblade stadium down the stairs. I'm like, no, you carry your listen, This is your problem, not my. Right. So I'm trying to like, I don't want him to grow up and and not have adversity because the yeah. adversity oftentimes mm-hmm. makes you. So I think that what that is the biggest thing is that like a healthy amount of adversity helps me to overcome a challenge and problem solve and 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 i don't know if that's learned i don't know if that's genetic i have no idea how that all god's sovereignty and providence versus my choices and i don't know um so i think one perspective two there is a genuine curiosity that i wish more believers had Mm -hmm. jesus said to be like children to have you know to, to have childlike faith and one of the things that children are the, the younger they are the more they are is they're curious right i have a five-month-old she doesn't need an ipad she doesn't need a screen she doesn't right she literally can you could just hold her and she's just looking around like <laughs> yeah. she's so intrigued by everything and sometimes we we grow up and our brains and our perspective just kind of becomes stiffened it becomes like like cement that is dried right instead of saying let, let me be a little more curious about the what, what is this youtube thing wow this is you know what i mean like this is in, everyone has one of these now okay what is what does that mean oh there's ads that run and they give some of, well, okay right it, 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 it just things are the way they are and we're not very curious. So I think yeah. being an immigrant definitely get, gives me a degree of curiosity of what's possible because there are no there was like growing it's like growing up a, a, a immigrant refugee kid in a black neighborhood. I didn't have the context of this is black music and white people aren't allowed to listen to it. It was mm-hmm. like, this is music. I like this music. I'm going to try to do this. But it wasn't until I got got into the suburbs that somebody was like, you're not allowed to like, you know, you're not allowed <laughs> to like black music. I'm like, Oh, what? I just yeah. like it. It's right. So, so there's no, there are, there aren't these limitations put on you when you are, being curious and you're trying out things. And so I would say that is probably those two things, man, is, is the adversity, the perspective, the curiosity. And then that just keeps building on top of each other. If I, if, if, if someone could be curious, man, I tell you what, if somebody could be genuinely curious about whatever it is they want to be successful then you want to be shredded and have six pack abs. Just be curious about how that happens and all the different pathways to that. Some guys mm-hmm. get on T- TRT, Some guys do it naturally. Some guys have had abs since they were 15. They just never let themselves go, right? All the different pathways to get there. Um, you go, Oh, okay. I could do one of those right like i can find one but i don't i'm not saying do trt and do steroids but i'm saying oh okay <laughs> you got to eat more chicken and i got to cut out the carbohydrates and the processed foods and i got to drink more water and i got to try lots of sit-ups right <laughs> i do lots of sit-ups um or hey i want to i want to become a millionaire okay there's five hundred thousand people in america that make a million dollars a year a million dollars a year is around eighty three thousand dollars a month uh, $83,000 a month. Let's break that across five, six revenue streams. Okay. So if I'm a rapper Mm -hmm. merchandising, distro kids, sync, licensing shows, consultation conferences, so on. And so my own events, YouTube. Okay. So if I can get five, six, seven different revenue streams, up to five figures, I can make a million a year. I was curious about, I had to reverse engineer that. I had to Mm -hmm. get curious about that to figure out how that number works, where instead I think people, again, their brain is, just just dry cement they look and they go oh, i can never make a million dollars a year that's never for me yeah, you yeah. know and i'm like ah and by the way statistically you are more likely to have a million dollar net worth in america you are more likely to have a million dollar net worth in america than you are to, to be shredded and be in elite shape by the way yep that's interesting. Isn't so there's, yeah. there's over 15 million millionaires. There's over half a million people that make a million dollars a year. And there's only about 25, 30,000 elite level athletes that wow. are shredded. And my thought goes, well, shoot, you're it's harder to be the athlete. What if I could do both? What if I can get super shredded and the adversity and the the lesson I learned from that, I could pivot over and make a seven figure income.
0: So that's why you just came from the gym, right?
1: That's, exa- that's exactly it. That's, that's exactly, exactly it. Eating
0: that healthy food, I see you, man. <laughs> that's good, man. Well, let, let's shift gears a little bit, and and you've talked about it a little bit here and there, like you know, hinting at it, and talking about it, because it's who you are, it's in your blood. But let's talk about music for a little bit, and you know, I remember when I first was hearing about you, you were in the breaks, and man, I loved the breaks music. It was just, it was lyrical, it was creative. It was different than a lot of other stuff that was out, you know, in the CHH kind of world. And I know you guys yeah. kind of pivoted in, in both mainstream, underground, and, you know, True. and CHH. And then it kind of, like, shifted, and you guys changed names to the Dream Junkies, and you started King's Dream, uh, Dream, King Dream yeah. Entertainment. Yep. And then uh, eventually, you know, some of the guys in the group went different, you know, directions with life and marriage and kids yep. and just different things. And uh, then you went solo. And now you're like, you're like you know, in, Indy Jones, you know, putting out stuff. And so talk a little bit about music, man. Maybe even just a little bit of the history of, of how you went you know, from being in a group to them being a solo artist and then talk about what's, what you're working on, man. You, t- you hinted at it a little bit, this next project and yeah. you got some new music coming at flavor fest. I heard. So
1: yes, yes, yes. Um, well, when is this airing? I guess that's the more, this is
0: airing like in a few days, man, from us oh, filming perfect. this. Okay. This will
1: be, yeah, this will be, um, next week by Tuesday. So, It'll be live. Dope. So yeah. So single coming out Friday, the 17th, um, Called First Love It project coming out September 24th. The project has um Nick D on it, I Am Rescued, Stephen Malcolm. Um else is on there, Sharp Dialect, yeah. uh Mike L V. So 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 to answer your question, the um the journey has been all over the place. And ultimately, if I can look in hindsight, and hindsight's always 2020 is that i've always been what i would call creatively codependent because i was an only child because i never worked through my trauma because i never dealt with my own stuff i would always get uh i would always want to work in collaboration with people Mm -hmm. which is great
0: yeah
1: as long as you can maintain individual autonomy so the groups i mean there's been a ton of groups there was the Titans, and then there was the thoughts aloud, and then there was the breaks, and then there was Gallery Drive, and then there was the Dream Junkies, right? So I've always I didn't know done about some the of those. Group thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a fun rabbit hole for people to go down is look up Gallery Drive uh, Psycho. is actually a pretty, pretty, pretty big record. So with with that. It's easier to make music that way. It's easier to put it out. The issue is then you get lost, your identity gets lost in the context of this group. And then you don't, you don't remain autonomous. And so I kept dropping solo stuff all along, but I just wouldn't let the solo stuff be the main thing. And, uh, and that was, that was on me. So Now, uh, after Dream Junkies, it was like, okay, cool. Like, I'm just going to go and just just put out as as much music as I as I want to. And so some of that music wasn't the most successful from a streaming standpoint, but it was enough to sustain me financially as I figured out what I was going to do with YouTube. Mm -hmm. And also, it did really well on the back end in terms of sync sync licensing and, uh, you know, getting Will Smith to use some of my instrumentals and all this stuff, which shout out to Musicbed. That's who kind of oversaw that side of things. So. It, it, it worked out. And so I was able to like put out music and exhaust every possible revenue stream between merge sync, licensing, mm-hmm. album sales, streaming, physical sales, all so on and so forth. <clears throat> so it's been a, it's been a wild journey, man. And and, and, I, and I will say that everyone I've been around, I've learned something from I've taken, I, I've, I've gleaned a lot of wisdom from, you know, the the incredible talent I've been blessed, blessed to be around. However, I think the, the lesson is: don't be creatively codependent. If you're going to do yeah. stuff with people, make sure your name is attached to it as a primary artist, mm-hmm. and don't be in a group with someone because seasons change, life change, and this is no knock to anybody. This is like people just change and evolve and grow, yeah. and so that's more or less like the, the the history. And then it's also like the the, the work balance is off, meaning that uh, it's it's like being in a group in in high school. And uh, you're doing a group project. One person kind of takes the lead on the group project. And then everybody else kind of costs. That's always been me which then creates resentment and can create challenges for those interpersonal relationships when it's you and your homies doing a group project and then you're kind of doing most of the legwork and they're just kind of you know they're doing the presentation and the presentation looks like the meat of it but you know when you're doing group project it's all the stuff yeah, behind, the the scenes, behind the scenes and that's stuff. how it all yeah, yeah and that's how and that's how it all played out you know that, that that's how it all played out and then so the teacher will look and be like, oh, well, you got an A, but this person got a B. And it's like, why did I get a B? Well, it's because I know that this person, I watched you guys work. This, You know what I mean? And that, and that creates tension. And so, yeah, man. So the lesson, I think, for me was, again, focus on building the things you need to build out. Uh, help people when you can't help people. And help people without strings attached. Everybody I work with now don't have... Uh, uh professional working relationships with i don't have mm-hmm. paperwork with people i don't need that kind of stuff because if i'm going to do a project with somebody produce a project help somebody put out a project do a song with somebody i don't need all these extra things uh, because then again then you lose yourself yeah. in other ventures instead of saying no, no no what am i supposed to do and i also know that like, i'm not the manager i'm not the record executive you know like i'm actually not that guy and though i i fulfilled those roles for different people it it was i was miserable doing some of those tasks for other people and i also think those things are becoming more and more obsolete like labels are becoming more obsolete managers are becoming more obsolete Mm -hmm. a lot of these things are becoming obsolete and i think you're going to see a day where artists that want to will be able to drive the ship and maybe have a lawyer a booking agent an assistant you know, and someone a, a they consult with. And that's it, you're gonna see teams get smaller. Yeah. You're not gonna see these massive, like bureaucratic systems to put out art. I think all that's gonna gonna be dead soon.
0: Yeah, that's good. Even like you talked about, the technology is level in the playing field. There's so many different things that are literally at our fingertips that we can now take advantage of. And, you know, I know that even for me, in a, in a lot of the things that I do, my my, my team has gotten smaller in some mm-hmm. ways and there's some stuff I'm just able to do myself and it's just quicker, it's faster and, you know, <laughs> technology <laughs> has sped everything up and, yeah, that bureaucracy is not there. Everything is streamlined. It's it's good.
1: Yeah so yeah because everybody has an opinion and everybody has input and everybody right or everybody thinks they have an opinion and it's like i think i don't really need your opinion on this bro like i'm you know uh i didn't actually didn't even ask for your opinion i just played (laughs) you the record (laughs) you know you're like, stuck in yeah. meetings about meetings and like oh my gosh on, yeah let's... that was the part i really didn't like about ministry too is yeah. that there was just so many meetings and then the meeting after the meeting and then the meetings decompress the There's meeting it was a mess over the committees
0: <laughs> like yeah we try to keep meetings to a minimum here unless they're strategy meetings but but yeah I, yeah that's one thing i'm not crazy about with ministry sometimes unless i'm meeting with a person one-on-one yeah. ministering to them helping them but uh, but yeah, meetings can wear me out. Like you, know, you ask my team, uh, after about an hour, hour and a half, I'm like done. There's a few other people on my team like they could go all day with the uh, with the meetings. I'm like, like y'all y'all can y'all can keep going. I'm out. I got stuff to do. <laughs> I got stuff to do. Well, hey man, we're excited man to have you at Flavor Fest doing some of that new music. Um, but in addition to that, you're doing a workshop. So the last thing I wanted to just ask you if you could give like a little commercial of what you're going to be talking about in your workshop at Flavor Fest in the the artist track. So if you're an artist and you are listening to this or watching this like, man, you want to make sure you get to Flavor Fest and you get to hear Ruslan's workshop, it's going to bless your life.
1: (laughs) We are doing a workshop and by, by me, I mean me and Nick D are doing a workshop on the new pathways to becoming independently successful, whether through YouTube, through TikTok, or a combination of the two. And we're basically going to give everybody the blueprint, and mm. most of them aren't going to do it, most of them aren't going to apply it. But for the, real? the very few, <laughs> the very few, right? Many you call the fewer chosen, yes, the very few that are like, I'm actually going to put it into practice. This information packaged with the inspiration meaning i'm i'm not just giving you hypotheticals i'm i'm going to tell you what i make i'm going to show you what it took i'm going to give you the wow. the real deal um the the information with the inspiration i think will change someone's life from this event i think someone's going to come here who was doing the same old same old buying into some of the nonsense of you need a machine you need a label you need a team you need this you need that mm-hmm. and they're going to walk away and and uh and implement some of these things and it's going to radically change the trajectory of their career Mm. uh it's going to allow them to make money and create economic opportunity for other people and it's going to save them a a ton of heartache um and so i'm looking for those people there's going to be a handful of those people there and those people i'm probably going to see and, and 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 build a relationship on the strength of building a relationship i'm not going to charge them for no coaching i'm not going to try to get them in a mastermind group like mm-hmm. i'm going to take interest and pour into those people um that take the information and start doing something with it and yeah. understanding how it works and i and, and ultimately the big idea is like man we got to get away from this narcissistic attitude to ministry this narcissistic attitude to creativity it's not about you bro it's not about me it's not about any of us it's about people and what can you add to people uh, whether you make them laugh whether you give them some inspiration whether you give them some hope whether you give them some context behind a scripture whether you tie in a current event like if we could understand that it's about people first and then us mm-hmm. accommodating what they want Obviously, it's about God first. Somebody's gonna take this out of context. It's about God first. (laughs) What are you talking about? Then (laughs) it's about people, right? Then it's about people. And if we could understand how people's attention span works, sky's the limit in terms of what we can do. The issue is every rapper, every YouTube creator that I see that's just getting started, they really think it's about them. Yeah. Like, how many times are you scrolling through Instagram and the video starts with, hey guys, I got my new single coming out. Just wanted it's like, I don't give a crap about your news single. What are you doing to add value to me today? What are you doing? Are you going to make me laugh? Are you going to, how mm-hmm. are you going to, right? Or, so everything is about, guys, I got this. It's like, don't, your, your strategy should not open with the word I right? Like he should open with something else. Tell me a funny story. Give me some, give me something, give me something to be sad about, like speak to me emotionally. And so we're going to be unpacking some of that and, and giving them really practical examples Um, probably giving them too much information. I don't know if this is going to be streaming, but if it's not streaming, they're They're going to know the ins and outs of what I make, and how it all works. I'm sure Nick is going to be very vulnerable and transparent. Um, and so you're just going to get two different perspectives of guys wow. that have built out things two different ways. And, uh, and very few people are going to actually do anything with the information, which is, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. But for those five reality. or but 10 there people, will be a few. Yeah. But the, but the few people that actually listen, take it to heart uh, are, are, are going to have the trajectory of their careers changed and their how that plays out is going to be incredible so that i'm most excited about meeting those people i don't know who those people are yet
0: yeah well hey man thank you for you know offering to come and be a part of it and to, and to be so transparent and and, share. and that's one thing i love about you is is that you will tell people what you've learned and what you know and you're going to warn people about pitfalls and all kinds of things and even just in some of the conversations i've had with you you know you've brought value to me and taught me some things i'm always trying to learn as well and that's the problem i think sometimes people think like no i got my way and i figured mm-hmm. it out man we always need to be learning there's always new stuff new things happening new trends there's people god puts around you there's information around you like you said it's all about if you do the work if you apply yep. it and you're, you're bringing Uh, That Disruptive Value. That's actually the title of the article. I like that. I like how you tied that in. That's the title of the article that uh, is about Ruslan that's going to be in the new issue of the Soul Mag, issue number 29. Yes, and it's still in print. Like It's a real physical magazine. It's digital as well. You can find it on issue.com. But the new issue is going to drop at Flavor Fest. If you come to Flavor Fest, you'll get one in person. And Ruslan's name is on the cover. I was telling him his name is on the cover. I made it. (laughs) <laughs> you know, I Not his it. picture,
1: but his picture is not inside picture. We'll get inside the picture inside, there you know. I need another couple hundred thousand subscribers and You guys <laughs> you guys, will be forced to put my picture My <laughs> we'll face be forced to. But
0: like, We can't <laughs> ignore this guy anymore Well hey man, thank you so much for being on today We're excited to see you at Flavor Fest In just a couple of weeks But last thing man, could you pray for everybody That's watching this right now Or listening to this right now Pastors, artists, entrepreneurs yeah. And uh, just, just bless them man
1: yeah, let's do it. Father, I thank you for Pastor Tommy. I thank you for the team over there, Crossover. I thank you for their vision for Flavor Fest and just the leaders that are listening today, Lord. You know the wide spectrum of people that are paying attention. You know their challenges. You know the things that you're stirring in their heart as maybe they've heard something in this conversation that got their wheels spinning god maybe presented some hope that they didn't have before lord and so what what i'm asking um, on our on our behalf lord god is that you would give us the resource the people the network the strategy the work ethic the supernatural intensity lord to get to from where we're at to where we would like to be lord if it is in your will so i thank you for this conversation i thank you for pastor tommy i thank you for flavor fest um, i thank you for his team i thank you for his wife lord and uh, and i lift them up i bless them lord god i pray you would just continue using them in tampa uh to to, to make your name famous lord god in a way that's relevant engaging and impactful lord so in your name we pray these things in jesus name amen amen Yeah, family. it's
0: my guy, Ruslan. And like I said, man, I'm amped that he is going to be at the Fest this year. He's going to bring some disruptive value for real. I mean, I'm going to be in that workshop track sitting in there as well. I'm absorbing like a sponge. Uh, Listen, there is going to be a virtual option for the conference as well. So if you go to FlavorFest.org, you might be like, man, I can't make it to Tampa that weekend. There's just no way I can make it down. Uh, Or maybe you just can't afford it. Uh, With the flights or driving or whatever Um, But there is an option For you to watch the conference virtually And the music festival Or uh, all of it together Or you can separate it, all that stuff So go over to FlavorFest.org There is an option for that as well That we are opening up right now So spread the word all right. Well, hey, we're going to keep feeding you this content on a regular basis between now and FlavorFest. So stay tuned. The next episode is coming soon. We want to pour into you guys. And again, if you enjoy what you heard here, what you watched here, uh, like it, subscribe, share it with some other people, get the word out. And yo, we hope to see you guys at FlavorFest. God bless. Thanks for tuning into the Flavor Fest, urban leadership podcast. Stay connected with us on social media at Urban D813 and at Flavorfest. We'll talk to you guys next week. Peace and
1: God bless.